Okay. Um, hi, my name is Kara, compulsive eater and restrictor. Um, thank you so much um, for having me today. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do the traditional what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. But I'm going to take a minute just to take a breath and invite my higher power into this time and ask God to just help me um, to say whatever it is people need to hear, whatever I'm supposed to hear. So, Okay. So, um, you know, I like to get the statistics, like, out of the way ahead of time. Um, I've been in program nine and a half years. I've released about 120 pounds, um, and I have been abstinent four years and change um, this time around. And um, I believe, like, my my uh, weight loss has been weird and then, like, slow and different things. So I believe I've, been, I've kept off my weight for about two years at this point. Um, okay. So anyways, what it was like... Um, I'm an only child, and I grew up in a pretty um, unpredictable household. You know, I'm an only child, or like I said, I'm an only child, sorry. Um, my parents fought a lot. My mom was an active alcoholic until I was 16. You know, I'm so thankful she's been in recovery for 26 years. Um, but, you know, there, was a, there were things that happened that um, food helped me with, you know, and I think I learned pretty pretty early that, you know, food would take the edge off, you know. And um, I really, when I think back on it, I feel like my mom set the emotional climate for the home. And what I mean by that was like, you know, I didn't know what kind of mood my mom was going to be in. And so as a child, I really became like a chameleon, you know, and I would try to be whomever my parents wanted me to be so I wouldn't get yelled at. It was just like kind of like fly under the radar. Um, and when I think back also, I remember maybe the start of compulsive eating around 6. I think I started overeating. You know, I remember getting up at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, for like weekend cartoons before my parents are awake. And I knew how to make things in the microwave. And I would make different foods but in, I, in the microwave. And I would have like multiple of these different items, you know. Um, my mom was sort of my binge buddy. I mean, it was like um, my parents maintained average um, body weight because it was a joke, like we never had food that tasted good, you know, or was like, it was just basically like junk food in the house because if it was there, they would eat it, you know. But like if we, you know, my mom bought a box of something, it wasn't like, oh, this is going to be in the, you know, in the pantry and we'll just eat it a little bit at a time, you know. It was like kind of just known that, like, we would buy this and it was going to get polished off that day, you know. Um, my food, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. My, I don't know. Anyways, I'm sorry. Um, my mom was often dieting, you know, and I found out later she told me she had been bulimic for 20 years of her life. But, you know, it was like what I saw was that she was unhappy with the way she looked, you know. And I, when I, as I got a little older, I'm going to date myself here, but we would do, like, the Jane Fonda workout tapes. We would do Sweat into the Oldies, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so there was just oftentimes a focus on, you know, what 
not so much me, but what does she look like, you know, and, and trying to be, you know, trying to diet. Um, my body image, I remember from a pretty young age, um, was not great, you know, and I, when I look back at pictures, I wasn't really an overweight child for most of my childhood. I had times where I was a little bit chubbier than others, but I remember like as early as third grade, which was maybe like eight or something, you know, I remember being self-conscious about my body. I remember looking at, um, somebody else in my class, another girl, and wishing that I looked like her, and why don't I look like her, and all that kind of stuff, you know, and this continued on throughout my teenage years, you know, and all the way until now, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm working the steps right now on body image, you know, with my sponsor, so things are obviously better, but, you know, this has been something that has been, I've been, that has been stuck with me for a long time, Um. I think I was, and then like the start of my restrictive eating, I was probably, I don't know, 13. You know, we had moved to California. I put on like 25, 30 pounds and I started to get teased, you know. Um, and so when I was 14 or 15, I decided I was going to diet and I was going to take off this weight. And um, I got down to my lowest weight at this height, you know, that I've been in. I'm about 5'7". This diet was very supported by my parents, you know, especially my mom, because my mom had made it known that, like, that I had definitely gained weight, you know what I mean? And so um, so I was able to take this weight off, but it got to the point where, like, you know, my period only came sporadically. Um, I even, you know, I lived on diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, things like that in one meal a day. And, you know, my mom kept me in diet sodas, you know, and so, uh, I mean, because she bought all that stuff, you know, and so I would go to school with like four or five warm Diet Cokes, which is really, really unappetizing in my backpack. And I would drink them throughout the day to give me energy because I was so tired because of the lack of food. During that time, you know, I weighed myself multiple times per day. My goal was to weigh the same um, after school as I did in the morning, which is not really possible, but that was the goal. And, you know, during that time, I had, you know, different rules around eating. Um, I always like to mention this behavior before I move on. This is something, you know, I, we, we, we hear a lot of interesting food behavior, you know, in the, um, in the meetings, in the rooms. But um, when I was like 15, maybe, or 16, I started, um, I would buy a bag of chips, and then I would lick all the salt off of them, and make sure not to get any chip in my mouth whatsoever. You know, the goal was to just get the seasoning and not the calories. But when I look back on this, you know, it's like, it's a good example of how my disease was in the um, hallway, you know, we hear say like doing push-ups, just waiting, you know, like and just getting worse and worse, you know, because this particular behavior would continue on for like 18 years of my life, you know, and as the restrictive eat, as I could not keep up the restriction anymore, you know, it turned into um, I would buy three large bags of chips, you know, and um, eat two of them and lick one because I couldn't talk, it couldn't even get any more food into my body. And, you know, just the insanity of spending all the money. And, you know, my tongue was so raw after all the salt, you know, like that I had ended it hurt, but I just, I had to keep doing it, you know. Um, 
eating in adulthood, you know, moving on, like I ate either too little or way too much. Um, I abused laxatives for years and years. Um, I did a lot of pay and way or way and pay programs, you know, just I have a very similar story to a lot of people where I've, you know, I had some success and then I stopped and then I tried to go back to eating quote unquote normally for me and then I gained all the way back plus reinforcements, you know, all those things we've heard. Um, I had a lot of consequences of my compulsive over and under eating. You know, like I said, I gained over 120 pounds. I had plantar fasciitis, which is just like this foot pain, you know, and it hurt to walk. Um, you know, I was 33 years old and I was on blood pressure medication. I had acid reflux, aches and pains, you know, tingly fingers, like problems with circulation, really like weak tooth enamel to the point where like if I could show you if I were in person or on Zoom, you know, all my teeth that you can see are all veneers because my teeth were so worn down. I don't know exactly if that was the, you know, I don't know what that was, maybe the acid in the soda or something like that. But, um, you know, it was just all of these things. I remember walking to the mall, like, you know, and I'm in my early 30s and being so winded by the time I got to the middle of the mall that I remember wondering, like, if I'm like this in my 30s, what am I going to be like 30 years from now, you know? But of course, that did not stop me. So, um, you know, then I, you know, there were plenty of emotional consequences as well. You know, I had much less sexual and emotional connectedness with my husband. You know, like, I did not want to be sexual with my husband, you know, when I felt big and unattractive and um, I had just eaten a lot or on the flip side, I would rather eat than have sex. You know, at that time, um, there were times where like I didn't feel like I was able to care for my baby properly. I had one baby prior to coming into program and I would just do things like I would put him to bed sooner than I needed to because I wanted to eat. You know, there were all sorts of things. I was trying to always get rid of the people around me so I could do really what I wanted to do, which was sit in front of the TV and eat. You know, there were times when I would eat in front of the TV where the TV was like 10 feet away from my husband and my young son because we lived in this little apartment, but I had a long day. And so I just, I needed quote unquote to have my fix of like that magical combination of TV and food. Um, you know, other things I ate out of the trash, um, I covered. Sandwich, but a lorry, mother, you Is the dash person hello? Is the dash person muting these people? Apparently, the dash people are not. Should I keep going or? Please do, and I apologize for the idiots that have. 
Oh, that's a, okay. All right. Thank you. Um, uh, just a second. I was just saying that basically I would repeatedly promise myself I was never going to do these things again. I would fail, of course, do it again and feel demoralized. You know, I would pray and ask God to take this away. Um, and I just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Um, so basically, you know, what brought me into program, uh, nine years ago, I moved to Oregon and I gained about 60 to 70 pounds and I was just about really desperate, you know, and I came to OA and I was trying to think back. I don't remember where I heard about OA, but I remember, um, I was just, I was lucky or whatever, you know, I got abstinent a few months into joining OA, but it was not easy. You know, I was white knuckling it, even though I was working the steps and I would be incredibly irritable and that I would end up just like cracking and sobbing, you know, and that was my, um, uh, I don't know, that was just kind of what it looked like for me as I was experiencing really big emotions, maybe for the first time in my life, you know. And another thing that came up for me during that time was that I was terrified of being hungry and uncomfortable, you know, like, like, I felt like I might just die before my next meal or snack. And I'm, I know that it was completely irrational, but my fear was really, really real, you know, and I was used to eating all day long to numb my feelings, whether, you know, um, whether I thought that's what I was doing or not, you know, and there were times where I would even sleep between meals while my baby was sleeping just to get to the next one. Uh, my first food plan was three meals and a snack, you know, no seconds. But, you know, my meals, each meal was on a normal plate, but it was huge. <laughs> it was a big, big plate of food, you know. And over time um, with sponsors, I've been able to, like, whittle it down very, very slowly to, um, you know, a more average amount of food that works for me. Um, I like to talk about sponsors as well. You know, I came into program, I had maybe, I don't know, I've had a number of different sponsors. I've worked the steps, um, I think five times. Um, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, so I did mention that I had, that I relapsed. I, don't, I think I maybe mentioned that, I'm not sure. But um, I had a sponsor Sorry, I have little people who are like running around in the hallway and I'm distracted. But um, I, um, I had a sponsor who, um, who passed away and she was, I was very, very close to her. And this was, you know, about four years ago. And I had a, or no, I guess, I don't know. I had a break in abstinence a couple months later. And I like to bring up my relapse because, you know, I spent about a year and a half in and out of relapse. You know, I would get a month, I would get two months, I'd get a couple days in and out and in and out. You know, I never left the rooms, but it was just awful. It was so awful, <laughs> you know, and um, before the relapse, I had three years of abstinence and I, you know, I put back on 40 pounds in relapse and this time around it was different because um, it caused a lot of distance between my husband and I because he now knew what I was doing to my body, you know, versus before like he he didn't understand and now he kind of got it you know because I talked to him about program you know and it's like and I also knew what I was doing to my body and it was just you know I mean I knew what I was doing you can't ever go back you know what I mean you can't unlearn the things that you learned in OA you know so anyways um so what's it like now you know 
Um, I am in two programs. I'm in OA and another relationship program. I strongly work both of those programs. I usually go to two to three OA meetings a week and one in my other program. Um, like I said, I've worked the steps a number of times, and I really feel like the power and the change is in the steps and in, you know, connecting with and giving up things to whatever works for you as your higher power. Um, I also utilize therapy. You know, that has worked really well as an adjunct to 12 steps for me. Um, I do morning prayer and meditation. I do a daily 10th step in the evening as well as 11th step like prayer and connection with my higher power. Um, I have always been sponsored. I've probably gone two weeks without being sponsored. You know, um, that's hugely important to me in maintaining my abstinence. Um, and you know how it says in the big book, it's like we want, you know, we get a life beyond our wildest dreams, right? And we do, but, you know, life still happens, right? <laughs> so I have, um, so my life is so much better, which I'll end with, but it's like I still have, you know, I have Lyme disease. Um, I, I have lost two sponsors, you know, I have, have had marital issues, blah, 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 but I haven't eaten over any of these things, right? You know, um, you know, in the, over the last four years, and it's such a huge miracle. I really didn't think it was possible, you know, and um, just other miracles that had happened because of OA is, um, you know, generally I don't have cravings for food. I am free from the obsession compulsion for food, you know, 90% of the time. And, like, that is such a huge miracle that I never, ever, ever really could envision would happen. Um, I'm much more present in my life than I used to be. Um, I'm not just waiting to get rid of you. <laughs> you know, when I go out to eat with somebody or I'm spending time with my kids or my husband or, you know, friends or family, like I'm not just waiting to get rid of someone. I'm actually listening to what you're saying most of the time. You know, um, I'm not just like, okay, when can I, what am I going to have for second dinner on the way home, you know? Um, my life is so much bigger than it used to be. And most of these people um, are program people. But I have so much more support. And I have lots of friends. And I have people I can call. And um, I'm just so thankful for that. Um, in addition, like, another huge miracle is I'm actually willing to help others. You know, like, I'm willing to give service. Um, whereas before, I really didn't want to be put out honestly, you know, um, let's see, um, I can, I apologize more quickly than I used to, um, and a lot of times I don't do things in the first place because I don't want to make amends for them, you know, which is, I don't know if that's a great, um, motivation or not, but that's my motivation some of the time, um, and I've actually, and I wanted to end with, I really have a lot of courage now, and I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud of being someone who is braver and more courageous. You know, I have had the courage to look at the God of my childhood and try to figure out how I can, you know, what I want to do about changing that if I want to do that or uh, modifying that or if it works for me, you know, trying to find something works for me. Um, I have been courageous. I now, not always, you know, I'm a work in progress, but I can say what I need. I can ask for what I need. And it's really hard when you ask for what you need and you don't always get it. You know what I mean? But, um, but 
Like I can ask for those things. I, I'm worth that. You know, I can feel my feelings. That takes a lot of freaking courage for me. You know what I mean? Like it's really, really hard to feel my feelings. I can, and I can do that. And um, I'm just, you know, I'll end with, I'm just so, so thankful for this program. And none of this stuff would have happened to me without um, OA and actually in my higher power and actually working the steps. So um, thank you so much for giving me the chance to share. Thank you so much, Kara, for sharing your experience and hope. <clears throat> and sorry for the disruption. Would you like to suggest a topic for a discussion? Uh, sure. I'm not sure how I feel about the, my topic that I thought about, but um, I thought about, like, you know, when life happens, what do you do to try not to turn to the food? You know, what um, maybe what tools do people enjoy using or what tools work for them? Just because life happens every day. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking about, if that, if that makes sense. What do you do not to turn to food when life happens? Yep. All right. I'm writing that down. Thank you so much. And, Thank of you. course, you gave your number earlier. Um, I'll just repeat it, 949-466-2964. Oops, you know what? I didn't even turn recording off, so let me do that.